For the bulk of my career, I've been doing marketing and it's what I love and what I'm passionate for. Hello, and welcome to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. I'm RV Robinson. I'm the master speaker trainer, international speaker, three-time best-selling author, and your host today on the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. And this podcast is a little bit different because what we are looking for are speakers, and we are looking for characteristics of million-dollar speakers and million-dollar stories. And I have got one for you today. And it's my dear friend, Jennifer Marie Palfini. And she has spent 20 years in California relocating for the dot com craze. She supported marquee uh, B2B brands for top tech and informational leaders as a marketer for 27 years. And get this, at 47, she became pregnant and also a stay-at-home mom when the family relocated to Reno for a change of lifestyle after the birth of her daughter. Around the same time her daughter was had turned two, Jen realized she was ready to get back to work, but wanted to change everything about the way she worked. She joined up with Pampered Chef and began to transform her kitchen into an efficient machine, while at the same time rejuvenating her career to be something completely different and unexpected. As her kitchen changed, she changed too for the better. Jen shares tips on career and how to reinvent who you are and how you work. And today, she is going to talk about a chapter that she wrote in one of the collaboration books that I put together, which is The Impact of One Voice. And her chapter is about what you do defines who you become. So help me welcome Jennifer. Yay. All right. Welcome, Jen. Welcome. Hello. I'm excited to be here. Yay. Awesome. So let's just start. I always like to start because I know you've been out there speaking. So let's just start with what do you think the number one characteristic is of a million dollar speaker? I think authenticity. Ooh, I love that word. Yes. Authenticity, really being who you are and being real. I love that. Mm -hmm. So tell tell us a little bit about your business, and then we're going to launch into your chapter in the impact of one voice. So tell us a little bit about what you are doing right now. Sure. Well, my number one thing that I do is that I'm a marketing consultant. And um, I've been a marketer for all my career, pretty much. That maybe, maybe early on I wasn't a marketer, but I slid into it, and that's like a whole other story itself. But for the bulk of my career, I've been doing marketing, and it's what I love and what I'm passionate for. I um, pick up special projects, basically um, working with projects and programs and things that are purposeful. And it's been a big transition for me in my life with my career. Something that my chapter is about, actually. 
Um, and I also have some side businesses that I do, but my primary focus is the marketing and how I tie that all in together with everything that I do. Right. And I'm interested in hearing from your bio, how you, how you transformed your kitchen and transformed, you know, your life and the way you work. But first, let's just talk a little bit about your chapter, because I know in this chapter, you went deep talking about being authentic. You went deep, you were authentic, you were real, and you really got into some, you know, personal nitty gritty that I believe will help our listeners when they kind of hear your story and hear how you overcame all of that. So why don't you just share a little bit without giving it all away, but share <laughs> a little bit about your chapter, about your story and a little bit about, you know, some of the, the challenges you went through in, in business as well as personal. Yeah. So um, my career was spent in corporate, um, in corporate companies, corporate America, what you want, whatever you want to call that. And um, the primary focus of my the businesses I work for were business to business. So they were pretty hardcore enterprise, um, nuts and bolts, sort of technologies, products and programs that were offered into the market. And I stepped into my career without a marketing background. I worked with CEOs and um, VPs of marketings and other kinds of companies. And at one point in my career, I saw an opportunity to, when I graduated from college, I had a degree in just general in um Bachelor of Science and Political Science, but there was no jobs for that. And so I ended up being an admin and I worked with a lot of men that were leaders in companies and I became like their side person. And one time an opportunity opened up where a marketing person left and I was like, I want to try that. And so I, I rallied my way in there and I said, just give it a shot. Let me give it a shot. I know you don't think I have the experience, but, you know, I was in a sorority and a vice president of marketing there. And I did marketing, but I just didn't call it marketing. And because I didn't have the degree, I didn't feel like that I was qualified until I had the real opportunity to step into it. And then ever since then, like it was like a half job in admin and half job a marketing person. And then eventually I was like, I'm too busy. I need to do the marketing full time. And that's how I like literally got into marketing. I put myself out there, took a risk and someone took a risk on me. So you were a natural born marketer. I think so. I yeah. I I so. so tell us a little bit about, again, your, you know, your chapter and once, you know, yeah. the, you know, the dot com crash. I mean, that hurt a lot of people. A lot of people don't remember that. But I remember it because I was in corporate America during that time myself. I was, thank God, I was in a CPA firm and I wasn't at a dot com, but uh, we served a lot of dot coms. So we lost a lot of clients as well. So tell us a little bit about that journey and what happened. Well, I was working as a marketing uh, communications coordinator. I can't remember what the title was in Florida. And I decided that I wanted to change my life. And I put my resume out there, true story, on a Friday. And I got calls back on a Wednesday, a Monday and a Wednesday. I did a phone interview on a Wednesday. And somebody from a little town in Santa Cruz, California, that I had no idea what it was, said, we want you you to come out and interview with us and we'll pay for your flight. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is like amazing. Amazing. And um, they wine and dined me that weekend and gave me a relocation package. And I moved within two weeks to the Bay Area. Wow. So that's how I got to the Bay Area. And it's a true story. I literally just, I put my resume out there to like Austin, to DC, to California. I didn't even know what the city was. And someone picked up and 
gave me the opportunity and I literally relocated my life within two weeks across the country by myself. So once that, you took a chance and they took a chance on you. Uh-huh, for like sure. For sure. All right. So then, so then you got pregnant at 47. Let's fast forward. Fast forward a lot of years. Let's fast forward. <laughs> and go to 47. So and all of a sudden, you know, I know you, you know, you worked at it, but all of a sudden here you are, 47, almost a senior, right? <laughs> Having mm-hmm. a baby, right? Which we yeah. can do now as women because we are stronger, healthier than ever before. But I have a, a girlfriend that had a baby at 45. Mm-hmm. So it's possible. So tell us a little bit about that journey and how you overcame all that. Yeah. So, at, so uh, like I said, you know, you said we worked hard at getting pregnant. It was something that my new husband and I wanted to have in our life. My husband, like you, was in tech, and I think you guys work for the same company. Okay. So we were we were both on the fast track, fast train to rise up in these companies and um, jumped at every opportunity that we had that was given to us. Um, and then, you know, we were like, okay, um, let's shift and we want to have a family. And in our heads, we thought we could do it all. We thought, oh, of hey, course, we could do it all. We can have the big job and I could travel and I could be a mom. And, and I, I got to tell you, I feel like God stepped in and he was like, no, you can't. I'm going to slow you down. You put the brakes on. I'm going to slow you down. I'm going to slow down your nonstop work lifestyle. And I'm going to teach you that you need to be patient and you need to wait. And when I became pregnant, um, I had, um, I had, uh, previous miscarriages and my fertility doctor said, Hey, you need to not have stress and you need to like, take it a little bit easy, not like rest or anything like that, but just not my lifestyle was constant stress. It was always on, it was managing big projects, big launches, tough things. Like I say, my jam was pushing rocks uphill. That's what I did. Oh boy. Yeah. The hard stuff. And, um, I actually ended up getting a little surprise. What at the same time I found I was pregnant, which nobody knew because usually as a woman, you don't tell people you're pregnant until your first trimester. You want to clear that and stuff like that. Um, I walked in the office one day and I was told that I was being laid off and it, it was the shock and the drop where I was like, Oh my gosh. What am I going to do? Now what? Right. Like, this is all I know. Like, I have built my entire life around the success of my career. What does that mean now? Because I thought I'd have a choice. I thought, okay, I'm going to get the maternity plan and I'm going to get the time off and I'm going to do what all the other people I saw do. But I didn't have that. So I had to quickly accept that and realize that it was actually a gift that caused me to slow down. And because I slowed down like that, my husband slowed down like that. And we made some big decisions and big changes in our life um, that are, you know, a big part of this chapter. Wow. So that must have been a a big shock to you when you walked in and you got your walking papers. Right. Right. So I thought I was going in for a meeting. Right. You went in for a meeting and then got your walking papers. I mean, yeah. yeah. So uh, but that shifted your whole like life. You mm-hmm. you moved, you became a stay-at-home mom. And then mm-hmm. tell us about that and how you got into this beautiful kitchen and how that kitchen, I mean, I loved what you said. You said the kitchen changed and as the kitchen changed, you changed. So tell us about that. Yes. Well, we decided to change everything about our life. We were like doing a house renovation and 
everything just became complicated. And we realized our life that it was, was not the life that we wanted to have as parents because we were older and we could have different choices. And just on a whim, we ended up in Reno. I mean, we, <laughs> my husband and I are huge strategic planners and we've got a plan for everything and an answer for everything. But this was literally, I believe a God intervention too. Like we're going to move and I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you this great place to live and you're going to change everything. And we embraced it and we did. And so the deal was I would be a stay-at-home mom, you know, through this transition. And it was something I really wanted. And it was something that we decided that would be good for us. And in about when she became two, the pandemic hit. And wow. that just made everything hard world, right? But here I was at home and she was two. And if wow. you know anything about two, that's, they, they, they do call it terrible twos for a reason. She was awesome, but we were together all the time. And I had this point in my mind where I was like, I feel really bad that I don't want to do this anymore, but I don't think I could be a stay-at-home mom anymore. Like I need, I needed something more for myself. Um, but because we had made these decisions that I would be a stay-at-home mom, there wasn't kind of a way around it. And it was the pandemic. I mean, what were you going to do? Like, yeah, you couldn't do anything. What were you going to do? And I'd stepped out of marketing for a while, or so I had thought, because um, I, like you said, natural born marker, I, I do believe I have that, like that gift from God, not for me. Like that's the gift that God gave me. He has given me this ability to be able to do this thing that I happen to love. And, um, but at the end of the career, I was not liking it. I didn't, I didn't like it at all. So I stepped away from it happily. I was a full-time stay at mom. I dived in, I was doing all the things I wanted to nail it, being a mom. And yeah. And I was like, well, what can I do now? And I literally was invited to attend a, a pampered chef party online and I was looking at it and I, and my mind was going again. Like it was like, oh, this is really interesting. I have a cooking blog. Hmm. I love to cook. Oh, but I'm starting not to like my kitchen. Huh. I wonder if I could turn this into something for me. And that's exactly what I did. And then I researched it and dug deep and decided if it would be for me or not. And then I just jumped in and I jumped in, um, again, God intervened and woke me up like five days in a row and was like, knock, knock, knock. You asked me for something. I'm giving you this. And I just jumped in. I just, I just, you know, I, I just jumped in and figured out how to do it and had support of a team and eventually built a book of business and built a team and won all kinds of award rewards and awards and got everything for my kitchen that I ever wanted. And you stayed at home with your daughter. I did. I did. And now, are you still uh, with Pampered Chef and still have your team or? How yeah, you... I, I don't have a big team anymore because I've kind of let it, uh, I've let it at least, least low, uh, lowered the gas on it to focus on my core competency. It was my marketing business, but I still love it. I do live videos all the time. Um, I give guidance on how to use the products all the time. I have parties. Um, it's just not my full-time thing that I was doing for the first two years, um, but I still love it. And I built on my cooking blog and those are things that I'm always going to keep going because it's what I'm passionate for too. So if someone wanted to uh, learn more about and, and read your cooking blog, how, yeah. would, they, how would they, uh, where would they go to read the blog? Um, well, it's on jenmarieliving.com too, but you could go right to jenmariecuisine.com. 
And I have what is it? Jen J J E N N Marie M A R I E Cuisine C U I S I N E. So how? um, Okay, so you're going to share some tips on uh, career and how to reinvent who you Uh are and how you work because that's what happened with Pampered Chef. So what tips would you like to share today? Sure. Well, I have an acronym that I recently adopted. And um, I used to talk about transformation a lot, but I feel like that's so techie. So um, I think like what I really did was I renovated my life and my career. Like there were, and I think the difference between renovate and transform is very clear in my mind because transform, transform can be just really just intimidating, I feel like. But renovating is You've got the bones and you've got the structure. You've got the foundation. How do you use that? I'm a big believer in transferable skills because you have a set of skills. You can use them anywhere you want. Um, I I feel like corporate America does a really good job at creating a lane for you. And you need to stay in that lane. And if you want to get out of that lane, people are like, don't get out of that lane because you might not be good at that. And you're really good in that lane. So stay there. So I don't like that whole lane thing. I think that once you have a skill set, you can transfer those skills to any industry because I truly believe you can learn. And with my renovate acronym, just to give it like, you know, just really quick. um, It's all about, um, you know, the R is research. um, E is educate yourself, educate yourself with what you don't know. um, N is say no to things that aren't a fit you don't want to do. And I've done a lot of that the last few years. Like, I'm just not interested in anymore. I don't want to be that that thing, right? Yeah, all things to all people, yeah. Right, right. Why do you have to be? And I feel like in certain careers, in, in certain disciplines and careers, it's like, oh, you're a marketing person. That means you could do everything. Well, I don't want to do everything. Right, right. Why should I? Oh, for open, you do not know where things are going to come from. So leave your judgment at the door. And be open to what came, what comes to you. Because the things that have come to me in the last two years were from places, from my church, from people I, I've known for years. Like ex- I would never have expected to be doing what I'm doing today three or four years ago or five years ago or 10 if I would have had my judgment, you know, in, in, in there and not been open. Uh, v, okay, values and vision. You've got to know where you stand and you've got to know where you want to go. I have a very strong vision for myself that, In corporate America, it was all about make more money and move up, but it didn't really give me any satisfaction. So I feel like when you renovate, you're looking at your values and your vision and you're and you're really understanding more about yourself. A, ask. I'm a big fan of this concept of having a personal board of directors. You need to, especially as women, we need to have people in our corner that are going to uh, encourage support, but also say, yeah, I don't really think that's a good idea. I don't think that fits for you. And then you can challenge that or whatever, but these people are your personal board of directors. We talk a lot about board of directors in business, but we don't talk about it for personal reasons. And I think it's really important to have. So that's A. T is try. Try hard and fail fast, but don't be afraid to try. Put yourself out there. Like someone told me a long time in my career, I would never be able to sell because I never carried a bag ridiculous. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> but I believed it because someone told me and it was a former manager and I thought that's a fact and stay in your lane. So no, you try. And if you fail, no big deal. Move on. Going. Keep trying. Right. And then um, 
That's T. So E, engage. Okay, so I think this is really important. It's different than ask. It's get yourself out there into networks and communities that you can become a part of that will not only support you, but you can give back to them. And your value in that community is what you can teach, what you can help, what you can guide them with. So it's a give and take. So I so this word like renovate is like my new word. I love it. I love our words. Like I have rejuvenate marketing, which is my marketing business. And I just... I, I, when I adopted rejuvenate marketing, rejuvenate was not a word anyone was using. And like a year later, everybody was using it. So yeah. I imagine renovate will be used by everybody soon. But in this context, it's really about taking your foundation and your structure and changing it into something that is more livable for you. Beautiful, beautiful. Well done. So renovate and renovate your business. So if someone wants to learn more, Jen, about what you do and how you can help them to market themselves, how do they get a hold of you? They can go to jenmarieliving.com and all my businesses are on there. Rejuvenate Marketing is my consulting business. Jenmarie Cuisine is my cooking business and Jenmarie Living is my overall marketing and that's the umbrella. Speaking so Jen marketing. with two N. Jen, Jen yep, J E N N. Libby, L I B I N G. Libby. Yes. Marie Libby. Okay. And that'll be posted in the show notes as well. And then right. I understand you do have a little free giveaway for our listeners today. So would you like I do. to share that? Oh, sure. I do. If anybody wants to um, contact me about marketing, I'm happy to give a 15 minute um, free consultation. I'd love to hear about your businesses. And it's a great opportunity for me to learn more. I feel like we always can be learning from one another. And I know I've certainly learned a lot from doing these consultations on all the different types of businesses out there. And I'd love to help you with yours. All right. Beautiful. Well said. Okay. And remember, folks, she does have 27 years of experience. (laughs) in marketing. So that's your gal. All right. So Jen, what's the last words you would like to leave our listeners with today? I think that you need to really believe in yourself and be good to yourself and not create limits for yourself. Nice. Very nice. All right. Thank you, Jen, for being on the show. That'll wrap it up for today. We'll see you back here next week. Bye for now. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Please hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review and feel free to share our channel with your friends and family. Also, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn. We would love to hear from you. And remember, you are one step closer to becoming a Million Dollar Speaker.